Welcome back to our true first episode this week of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. Today we are here with our annual make or break fantasy football. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like my guys? Yeah, my guys. But like this is like the make or break episode of like if you're a fantasy football guru or if you're an asshole. Because yeah. watching last year's video, you were safe. And I was just out there. I had a defense in my my guys. To be fair. And they were like a bottom 10 defense. The guys I listened to and the guys that made this idea of fantasy footballers, they have been assholes before. They led me down to Kenyon Drake path. Oh, my <laughs> God. The Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the first, no. Kenyon Drake in the second. It was there was the Kenyon Drake path. They led me down that path. Uh, I forget who else was on that path, but they, they were wrong on multiple times. And, you know, people are wrong. But I'm telling you right now, we're not going to be wrong. Oh my um, God, we're not. These are our. This is our second annual My Guys episode and our best one yet at that. But like I mentioned, this is our My Guys episode. Be sure to check out the Fantasy Footballers My Guys episode because we 100% may or may definitely took. I wouldn't say we took it. I would say we I mean, piggybacked off their idea and made some tweaks to it and made it our own. But it is definitely derived from them, and you definitely want to check it out because we listen to those guys too. It is um based off of like it's like. Like we're like the Walmart version, or like the when you order fantasy footballers on Wish, you get me and Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, um, later in the week we're uploading another fantasy football mock draft. You guys have been killing those, absolutely killing them. Yo. Again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and tomorrow or Thursday we are, or tomorrow or Friday. I don't know. I think I'm gonna upload Wednesday this week. Um, we're uploading our top targets. In each round of fantasy football, guys in each round that we love, guys that we hate. And um, real quick, before we start talking about our my guys, Ryan's going to tell you guys about today's sponsor real quick. Little Woodley Pizzeria. They got the best cheesesteaks, the best pizza in all of Delaware. Two locations. One of those is in Middletown, Delaware. The other one is in Townsend. It is a great family business. So great food, great people, great prices. Be sure to come in and check it out. Let them know that the greatest podcast on Surf Century. They will take care of you. Should prove that you're subscribed to let you listen to us and they will hook you up with an additional discount. Also, if you are in the Fishtown, PA area, Anthony, me, I'm setting up at a card show, the Fishtown card show this weekend. Be sure to go check it out. If you're in the area, stop by. I'll be set up selling cards. It's a great, it's going to be a really good time. I'll be there selling my sports cards. If you guys don't know, I'm an avid sports card collector. Fishtown Card Show, check it out. I talked about it on my Instagram more, on my card Instagram. It's You'll see me around there, so be sure to follow that. And my first, my guy. This guy is my first, my guy for a reason. I am extremely high on this guy. I did a lot of research dating back to 2008, 2009 to get some stats on why I love this guy so much. And that guy is Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts. He is my number eight ranked fantasy football wide receiver this year on my personal rankings. Look at it like this. Michael Pittman's coming off a great year this year, 1,000-yard season, almost double-digit touchdowns. He has Matt Ryan, who they bought in, who's a lot better than Carson Wentz. This is the best quarterback that Michael Pittman has had in his career. He did have Phillip Rivers his last year, and he had Carson Wentz last year. Um, But the fact of the matter is... I'm so high on Michael Pibbin this year just because, again, they have Matt Ryan, who's a stud. Matt Ryan is a great game manager. He's a great facilitator. He's going to go do his thing. Last year, with Jonathan Taylor having his breakout year, Jonathan Taylor was the best running back in the league last year after the breakout year, the Colts still threw the ball 516 times. I feel like that's – is that a lot? I think that's a lot. Like, Did you compare it to the rest of the league? No. <laughs> Didn't think to. <laughs> 
But in terms of that, they threw the ball 500 times. Um, last year, Michael Pittman had 1,082 yards on 129 targets. So out of the 516 times that they threw the ball last year, Michael Pittman had 129 of those targets. Look at it like this. It doesn't matter what quarterbacks did last year if they threw the ball a lot or didn't throw the ball a lot because the fact of the matter is Matt Ryan throws to his receiver once. That's the thing. In 2015, Julio Jones had 203 targets. In 2018, Julio Jones had 170 targets, and Calvin Ridley had 92 as the receiver too. In 2017, Julio Jones had 148 targets. In 2020, Calvin Ridley had 143 targets. Julio Jones had 70. Matt Ryan is not afraid to throw to his receivers. And at that time, they were making Super Bowl runs. They had Devontae Freeman, who was, wasn't was the top running back in the league, but he was pretty serviceable. Um, to debunk your Colts there, they're 28th in terms of pass. Oh, so they didn't throw the ball a lot. They didn't throw the ball a lot, but Michael Thomas still made the most of it. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> But the thing is, Matt Ryan, throws to, Matt Ryan throws to his receiver once. In 2021, Matt, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. ran. He had about a route. He had a 96% route to snap share. So on 96% of the Colts' offensive snaps, Michael Pittman was running a route. That's good. It's a lot. I mean, it shows they run a lot of play action. They throw the ball a lot. Um, I think that Michael Pittman Jr. is going to thrive. Like I said, Matt Ryan is not afraid to use his receiver ones. Michael Pittman is the receiver one for the Colts. They have Alec Pierce as a receiver too. Another guy who's a potential sleeper this year. He could be my Amon Ross St. Brown for this year. But Michael Pittman, he's my number eighth ranked receiver for a reason. Matt Ryan throws to his receiver ones. Michael Pittman is coming off 130 targets, 1,100 yards last year. So Michael Pittman's going to pick up where he left off last year. I think Michael Pittman honestly could crack the top five fantasy football wide receivers this year. I think the Colts have a lot of success. I think they win their division, and I think they're a sneaky team to make some noise, especially down the stretch with how good Michael Pittman's going to be, with how good Jonathan Taylor is, the offensive line, and Matt Ryan. So watch out. Michael Pittman this year, he's going about the third or fourth round. If you can get him in the fourth round, amazing value. Take a shot on him in the third round. If you go if you go two stud running backs, I would not be opposed to grabbing Michael Pittman in the third round just because the upside is there, and I think he is going to have a great year. So this year, Michael Pittman Jr. is my first and biggest my guy this year. All right. Now it's time for my first my guy. Uh, this is a guy that Anthony does not like whatsoever. Not even the slightest bit. He's probably on the tier above like Antonio Gibson for me. It's how much I don't like him. And that's great. And I don't like him... It's not. He's probably a good person. I just don't like him in terms of fantasy football, you know? Um, it's really as simple as this. It's Mike Williams. I, why? I can't, can't do it. There is multiple, multiple reasons why it is Mike Williams. And I am here to give you all of these reasons. Now. Give it to me. First. Hey, yo. <laughs> first reason. He saw 21%. Of the target share last season for the team that threw the ball the third most in the NFL. Chargers were the third behind Tampa Bay, Kansas City. Then uh-huh. it was the Chargers. Chargers have one of the best offensive lines in football. Top 10. Pretty easy to say. Corey Lindsley is the main guy. Yeah. Rashawn they, Slater is also one of those Slater, guys. They drafted Zion Johnson. Then they also have um, Bulaga. No, uh, fuck, they don't have Bulaga. What do you retire? He Slater took a spot. Here, let me just look. I mean, I'm, I don't mean to cut you I think you they off. have both of them. Um, anyways, they have they still have one of the best of the lines, top ten. Um, they have one of the most up-and-coming quarterbacks 
that you could possibly imagine in football, that is Justin Herbert. Some argue he is top five already. Um, Storm Norton, Zion Johnson, Corey Lindsley, Matt Filer, Rashawn Slater. It's a big hole at right tackle, but it's fine. We do it. <laughs> we Giant do it. gaping hole at right tackle, Storm but it's Norton. fine. They were fine. Um, what? <laughs> they have Justin Herbert, who is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in football eventually. Um, he's definitely going to be one of the best in pure arm talent. You got Mike Williams, a guy who got the bag, what, 20, 20 million a year? Something like extreme just a, overpay. Just a that's how that's what you see. But as a fantasy guy, I see the better version of Kenny Galladay. <laughs> Keenan Allen is getting up there in age. He's 30, 31. Um I truly think Kenny Galladay is better than Mike Williams. Okay. I really do. Kenny Galladay might get cut. Um <laughs> no way. he sucked in camp. I don't know if you paid attention. Keenan Allen is arguably on his way out. Michael Williams, Mike Williams is on his way up. He got 20% of the target share last year. He has a chance to get more than that this year. There's really not many. Uh, there's nobody else in the Chargers that they can throw to besides Keenan Allen. Two words for you. Well, what? four words for you. Who? Austin Eckler. Yeah. Josh Palmer. They still threw the ball 674 times last year. And it's if we're being honest, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler – that's 674 targets divided by three guys. That's 230 targets each one of them. That's a record. How um, many targets did Jared Cook have? Because Justin Herbert was dying to throw to his tight end last year. Because now Jared Cook's so gone. So there's more targets too. Mike no. Williams, Simple. Gerald Everett. Mike Williams. He had his games last. He had his games last season. He had his bad games last season. Red. There's a whole lot of red, but the green is green. Holy <laughs> shit! The green is green. Um, he still finished as the wide receiver ten. Did he? Oh my god! Hey, listen, he had bad the games. So I understand here, that hundred percent, but he is in a division that has to throw the ball. He plays the Chiefs twice a year. He plays the Raiders twice a year. He plays the Broncos twice a year. They're going to have to throw the ball. They have the thirteenth easiest strength of schedule uh, to wide receivers. I'm in on Mike Williams. They're paying him twenty million dollars a year to do something. They, the Chargers, they don't go out in free agency and go bring in a receiver, which tells me that they are confident. Yeah, woo. We're worth $8 billion, but we can't win a Super Bowl in 30 years. Um, it's Jerry's world, baby. Jerry's world. I'm just living in. The Chargers, they don't bring in anybody in free agency, which and they pay Mike Williams, which tells me they are confident in Mike Williams. I am too. I think Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams is going to be the one on this team. I think Herbert and his relationship keep growing. And I think he's going to be a dominant force in fantasy this year. I'm getting him in the fourth round. He's going to be my wide receiver one because I go running back heavy, and I'm completely fine with it. Um, I'm going to stay on the receiver train. This receiver is another one of my guys and a guy that I'm personally taking over Mike Williams this year, although it's not saying much. That is DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers. He is my personal number 13th ranked wide receiver for fantasy football. In terms of PPR, he's a consensus ranked receiver 16. Listen. Baker Mayfield is a guy who Ryan and I are both very high on. As you guys see, we got a signed helmet in his cards right here. I have his rookie card collection, a lot of them. Um, this is the best quarterback DJ Moore has ever had. Baker Mayfield is a dog. He will play through injury. Dog. He will go out there. He's got swag. He will go out there and play through an injury, and he'll go out there and ball out. Okay. Let me ask you just a quick question. Talk to me. <laughs> just because you shit on Mike Williams, I'm, I'm going to shit on you here. How many touchdowns does DJ Moore have in his career? In what, three? What's he been playing for, three years? Yep. I'm going to say eight. Mike Williams had nine in a year. 
With who throwing Reverse the ball? Case. With who throwing on the ball? Justin Herbert. Still there. Okay, give me who, Mike. Who in the Hoover Dam was throwing DJ Mortable? Give Sam me Darnold, Mike. PJ Walker, the XFL legend. I mean, DJ on. Moore can do whatever the hell he wants this year. He still won't catch. Listen, Mike okay. DJ Moore finished his wide receiver 19 last year <laughs> with bums at quarterback, with minimal touchdown upside. Since 2018, DJ Moore's been in the league. He's seen an excess amount of targets. 82, 135, 118, and last year he had 163 targets. And Ryan, you may say, you think Christian McCaffrey's going to play a big role. In Christian McCaffrey's 1,300-yard season, rushing yard season, DJ Moore saw 135 targets, which is pretty good for being the receiver one with the running back who's having a great year. Similar to a while like Michael Pittman. DJ Moore's another guy who also ran a route on 90% of the team snaps last year, which is a big deal. They were on an offense last year with nobody, and he finished his receiver 19, which really isn't bad for being a Sam Darnold, Kyle Allen, P.J. Walker-led team. Now, to be fair, he had more bad games than good last year, but that was last year with a bummy quarterback. He's got Baker Mayfield now, one of the one of my favorite players in the league. He's got Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield with receivers not named Odell Beckham Jr. Baker Mayfield... His first and second year, he had Jarvis Landry as 19th and 13th fantasy football wide receiver in total through PPR. He had Jarvis Landry ranked 19 and 13. I don't know about you guys, but I think DJ Moore is probably a little bit better than Jarvis Landry. DJ Moore will be fine. He's one of my guys for a reason. I think this is the finally the year he's going to catch more than two touchdowns in a season just because I think that they got they have Baker now. They just announced him the starter this, this morning. as we're, It'll be this morning, the day we're recording this, probably two days ago when you guys are seeing this. But DJ Moore is one of my guys. I have him at 13 for a reason. I think he's in for a big year. He puts up the yards. He gets a lot of targets. Now he just needs to put the – all the pieces together and catch some touchdowns, which I think this is the year he finally does because he finally has a real quarterback under center. My next guy, this is a guy that is not beautiful at all. This is a guy that I am projecting to have a good year because there is no statistic that is going to prove it. Rashad, beat my meat, Bateman. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's a great way to start it out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If we're being honest, right, Rashad Bateman didn't have a great year last year. I can't pull up numbers like he did with DJ Moore. It's not really easy for me to do it. But I can tell you this. Marquise Brown is gone. Marquise Brown was the wide receiver 23 last year. And we all know Marquise Brown. He was either getting you 20 points or he was getting you zero points. Yeah. As shown here. Um, Rashad Bateman is going to be different than that because Rashad Bateman is going to be more dependable. He is going to be the Mark Andrews of wide receivers in terms of he is going to catch the ball and help out the quarterback more than a Marquise Brown does. Marquise Brown saw a shit ton of targets last year. He saw 145, and all of those targets are gone. Why? Because Marquise Brown's gone. Now, he will mention Tylen Wallace, uh, Lil' Jordan Humphrey, who's not even on the team no more. Lil' Jordan Humphrey is a New England Patriot. I know. Put some respect. There's nobody on the Baltimore Ravens besides Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. I know. Tyler Wallace, and I know the J.K. Dobbins believers. Yeah, for some reason. (laughs) But J.K. Dobbins, I'm telling you right now, and I'm making it very, very, very clear, he's not going to be healthy. He's not. He forced himself back, and he sucks. And the Ravens are going to not be able to run the ball often. J.K. Dobbins is a guy that I'm looking at next year, not this year. The Ravens are going to have to throw the ball this football season. Mark Andrews is going to be the main target. Yes, I understand that. And that's why Mark Andrews is a late second, early 
third round target that I love. Yes. But Rashad Bateman to be able to get some type of value like this in a sixth, seventh round, especially in your friends and family league where you can get him probably much later because literally nobody knows who Rashad Bateman is. Yeah. I think it's great value. He's going to see a shit ton of targets. There's 145 from Marquise Brown alone. Rashad Bateman was good last year when he was playing. He got a shit ton of first downs. Lamar Jackson looked for him on third down. And that should tell you something. At the end of the season, he started playing a lot more of the snaps. And he was the number three. Now he's the number two, number one receiver. I just think Rashad Bateman's going to have a good year this year. The Ravens are going to have to throw the ball. In a PPR, Rashad Bateman's going to be a stud. It is stamped. I'm telling you that right here. Right now. And I agree with that, especially with how loaded the AFC is and how tough the Ravens' schedule is. They're going to be playing teams that have high-powered offenses. Yes, the Ravens' defense is good to where they may be able to keep them in some games. But if it comes down to it, they're going to have to throw the ball. Teams are going to key on Mark Andrews, which, to your advantage, is going to have Rashad Bateman seeing a lot more targets and getting a lot more open. That's why they drafted him at the end of the first round or the second round in the draft when they drafted him two years last year. Yeah. My final my guy... Going a little deeper in the draft. We plan this out well. Ramondre Stevenson of my New England Patriots. I know Ramondre Stevenson is probably listed as the RB2 on the Patriots depth chart. But take it from me as a Patriots fan. The same thing happened last year with Sony Michel. Sony Michel, he was on a final year of his contract. The Patriots talked about trading him. Damian Harris had had a pretty good end of the season the year before that. So what did the Patriots do? They traded Sony Michel and they gave Damian Harris the reins. The Patriots have not ruled out trading Damian Harris 100% yet. I mean, literally, James White retired last week, and the day James White retired, Ramondre Stevenson literally took over as the James White catching passes. He's a phenomenal blocker, which is, I mean, in the Patriots' offense, running backs that can block are it's a really big deal, especially in that Bill Belichick offense where you're throwing the ball a lot, where you're running a lot of play action. Having a running back that can block is a really big deal. Ramondre Stevenson is one of the best pass-blocking running backs in the NFL. He's not afraid to put his body on the line and go ahead and make a big block to save the quarterback. Last year, Ramondre Stevenson, he only played in 13 games. He only played in 13 games. Through those 13 games, he averaged 12 yards a carry. He rushed the ball 133 times with 606 yards and five rushing touchdowns. While splitting the ball with Damian Harris, they were literally, if you look at their numbers through the final weeks of the season, they were in a 50-50 split. And Ramondre Stevenson, yeah, he didn't score as many touchdowns, but he was involved in the passing game. He had 18 targets for 120 yards, no receiving touchdowns through 13 games. It's a little under one target a game, maybe. I don't know how math works. I'm not good at math. Um but, I mean, he finished as the RB25 last year, only playing 13 games. And that was only eight spots behind Damian Harris, who played in all of the games and who had an amazing breakout year, scored a lot of touchdowns. Ramondre Stevenson was only eight spots behind him while playing five or six less games, putting up similar numbers the second half of the season. Now you're saying, Anthony, Ramondre Stevenson is the backup running back. Ryan's been saying for weeks, Ryan and I have both been saying for weeks, Ramondre Stevenson is going to take over as a starter. It's the Patriot way. And I know the Patriots running backs from fantasy are iffy, and they've been in the past. But what they've done the past few years, the Patriots just go through running backs. Some names that come to mind. Stephen Ridley, Shane Vereen, Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis won the, Super Bowl in the pa- won the Super Bowl for us in overtime against the Falcons, and the Pats let him walk. The Patriots just go through running backs. They drafted Ramondre Stevenson in the, what, third, fourth round for a reason? Mm-hmm. Was he? They did it for a reason. He was great last year when he played. Again, 
Bless you. He only played in 13 games. He put up really big numbers, and he was in a 50-50 split with Damian Harris. He brings a lot more to the passing game than Damian Harris does, and he brings a lot more to the blocking game than Damian Harris does. And there's also, again, like I said, the Patriots have been take fielding trade calls for their left tackle, Isaiah Wynn, and for Damian Harris, guys that are both on contract years. So be on the lookout for that. Ramondre Stevenson, in your home leagues, you're probably looking at about the, what would you say, like the ninth, 10th round in like a home league. In like, like 10th, 11th, yeah, and like, and in other leagues with guys that kind of know what they're doing, you're probably looking at like the seventh or eighth round, because I mean that's when Ryan and I are both starting to look at him. I feel like what seventh, eighth range. I'm trying to see when you got him. I want to say like eighth. Like but yeah, I, we, I, we had a fantasy draft on last Friday, and I took Ramondre Stevenson in the. I took Pierce in the eighth. And you took Ramondre in the seventh. Okay, so yeah, I mean, and we were in there with guys that kind of knew what they were doing. I mean, we drafted together. Yeah. So I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, you're getting you're you're getting a starting running back in the seventh to eleventh round. He may not be the week one starter, but I guarantee you, Ramondre Stevenson is going to take over as the RB one. He's going to be heavily involved in the Patriots offense, which revolved last year around checkdowns to the running backs. I mean, JJ JJ um. Taylor was catching passes last year after James White went down. The Patriots love to throw the ball to their running backs. That's like a focal part of their offense. And Ramondre Stevenson is that guy. He's been turning heads in camp. He's playing good in the preseason. He's going to give Damian Harris a run for his money this year. That's why Ramondre Stevenson is my third and final my guy for this year. My third and final my guy for this year. And this guy is going to be an extreme value in dress. Uh, similar to Ramondre Stevenson, I do think Ramondre Stevenson has more league-winning upside. Uh, but this guy, I really think that he's going to be more of a threat earlier than Ramondre Stevenson. He just might have less of an upside than Ramondre Stevenson, and that is Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, I, he's probably getting drafted like in some of your home leagues, especially before preseason started. That's why like, I kind of like drafted him before preseason. He's kind of getting drafted in... Like 10th, 11th, 12th rounds, yeah. especially in home links because he's a Houston Texan for one. And people just don't know who he is. People think that Marlon Mack is the guy. People think that Rex Burkhead might be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that he's not. Damian Pierce is going to end up, you know, he already is, honestly. He already is a starting running back for the Houston Texans. His first preseason game, he averaged 9.8 yards per carry, uh, five times 48 yards. It doesn't mean too much. Um, Marlon Mack got the start, but Damian Pierce just looked better. But this is the big news. He didn't play a second preseason game. Yeah. But who did? Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. Yeah. Him being held out of his preseason game pretty much seals the fact that he is going to be the RB1 on this team. He is by far and clearly the best back on the football team. Yeah. Um, 5'10", 220. He has the body to be a bell cow. He hasn't caught a lot of passes in college, which, once again, that's why his upside is a little bit lower than Ramondre Stevenson's. But I think Damian Pierce has more of a early impact. Beat reporters already say he's going to take the take the job. Lovey Smith has already said um, he wanted to get a better look at other backs, which means he saw enough of Damian Pierce, which means Damian Pierce is going to start. Yes. Um. Like I said, I know that he's a Houston Texan, and I know that he is, um, like the upside's capped. But right now, he's getting drafted behind guys like, like a Tony Pollard, a Melvin Gordon, 
even in like a Devin Singletary, Damian Harris, a James Cook, even a, I feel like you can get him behind James Robinson even. And this guy's a starting running back in football. And getting drafted that late is an extreme value. Yeah. We know how much running backs wear out. He's getting drafted as probably the RB 40, 30, 40. And he's probably going to finish around 20 with his upside being 15. Yeah. If you can get an RB 15 to 20 in the 10th round, it's an extreme value. Yeah. Uh, just at a volume standpoint, if he could be your RB 4, you're living life. Oh, my God, yeah. Damian Pierce is your RB 4, you're set. Yeah, because he's going to get the touches, and you're going to be fine. I'm really targeting Damian Pierce this year. He's probably – he's the most conf- – he's the safest – running back of the three that we've been targeting, yeah. in my opinion. He's safer than Ramondre and safer than Brian Robinson. Yeah, I mean, Ramondre has higher upside, obviously, but I think he's just, I think he's safer. No, I mean, that's fair to say. I mean, especially because, I mean, Damian Harris is still there, and yeah. he may see a lot of the short goal line touches. And they might just do a split to keep him fresh. Yeah, but I don't see that happening. Like I said, the Patriots did with Sony Michelle last year. It sounds like they're trying to make a similar deal with Damian Harris to mm-hmm. move him, let, let Ramondre take over for the final two years of his deal. Well, he has, including this year off, three years left. They drafted two running backs, one guy from South Dakota State, one guy from South Carolina. Patriots love having an RB committee. Ramondre is going to take over that committee by storm. And that wraps up our my guys. I will also mention this again. I mentioned it on the mock draft. I'll do it again. Target, Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, Brian Robinson. Devin Singletary. No, I'm not throwing Devin Singletary in that conversation. I, I am. He he is by himself, Devin Singletary. <laughs> he is. I'm just going to make that clear to the public. It's fine. I'm on the Damian Pierce, Dre Day, and Brian Robinson hype train. I am nowhere near the Devin Singletary hype train. That's 100% fine. And um, Just like I'm on the Mike Williams, and he is not. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm about this far away from the Mike Williams train. Yeah, I'm through the wall on Devin Singletary, so... Um, Upstairs in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally going out the house. But yeah, that's going to wrap up our My Guys. Let us know what you think in the comments. Check out the Fantasy Footballers. and Subscribe to the greatest podcast on yeah. turf. Follow us on TikTok. Link in the top of the description has all of our merch in it. And um, thank you guys for watching and listening. And we'll see you guys later in the week. See ya. Peace.